Welcome to Season 2 of Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. This season is dedicated to interviews with mayoral and city council candidates running for the city of Powell River within the Cothed region during the 2022 municipal election. Here's your host, Aaron Reed. Welcome to Coastal Currents. I'm your host, Aaron Reed. Joining me for this episode is Michelle Riddle. Michelle is running for City Council for the City of Powell River in the October 15, 2022 municipal election. Here is Michelle's submission. Michelle is a resilient health practitioner trained in occupational therapy and holistic nutrition. She is the founder of the Global Alliance for Our Children's Future and a team lead with the Canada Health Alliance. Michelle stands with the power of the people and is running for council so our voices can be heard. Please join me in welcoming... Michelle Riddle. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thanks for joining me today. Erin, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's a true pleasure. So I thought we would start off with you telling me a little bit about uh, where you were born, where you grew up, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a coastal girl and uh, my family has been, uh, again, around this, around this region for, you know, decades. I, actually coming up on almost 100 years, which is, which is very, very neat for, for us. My dad was with forestry and in, spent his time in, in the early 40s here. My older sisters were, were born here and uh, my parents met in this area as well. So yeah, it's been, been lovely being on and around this coast. It's in my blood. It's a, a part of who I am. And uh, so just really love it. When I was in my 20s, I spent some time in Campbell River and would come camping over here. And at that stage, I just always fantasized about what it would be like to raise a family in Powell River. And uh, when my kids were three and five, I was living up in Haida Gwaii and the opportunity arose. And uh, so we, we came down and it's been just a spectacular journey here and uh, one of the best places and best times of my life. Awesome. What kind of work and jobs have you held over the years? I'm trained as a, an occupational therapist and an, a holistic nutritionist and have spent a better part of you know, 30 years providing rehabilitation services. I have uh, three businesses or have had. Uh, my first was Coast Rehab Services and that was up in northern BC and uh, spent quite a bit of time up there providing rehab services. And then down here, Resilient Health and also my not-for-profit, the Global Alliance for Our Children's Future. And this business is an international platform which is primarily focusing on children's brain health. And all of the foundational components that we can bring forward to help children be their best selves, uh, develop in the ways that give them opportunity to do all the things that they want to do in their life as they come forward. Which is totally what they need coming out of this pandemic. So, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm also a team lead with the Canada Health Alliance, and uh, this has been a really interesting, very recent experience. And it's, it's a process of being able to offer evidence and science to the world. So it's it's really, again, a very fun opportunity and um, one that uh, allows me to interact uh, with some amazing, beautiful, brilliant people all over the world. Awesome. Yeah. That's a long career in rehab. 
What got you into doing that? Yeah, that's a great story. Um, so I was eight years old and had a friend who had fine motor challenges and she needed help doing up zippers and buttons and shoelaces. And I was one of those people that liked to help. So I was one of her friends that often did up her zippers and buttons and shoelaces. And uh, this was like a million years ago where we didn't have Velcro and all those <laughs> kinds of things, right? And uh, anyway, she, she went to see an occupational therapist and the therapist um, had games for her to play and I got to play those games with her and go to many of her sessions and she developed skills so that she could do up her own zippers and buttons and laces and and I thought wow this is really cool Mm. and so from the time I was eight I always wanted to do that because I believe in function I believe in the capacity to to do the things that we want to do for everybody right yeah oh that's awesome yeah from eight that's crazy and so what, what neighborhood is it that you live in within the city? Yeah, I live in Cranberry, and uh, I get another really neat story there. So when I came to town, I had two young kids and a small budget, and uh, the market was really high, and there were three properties that I could afford, and one of them was the place that I'm at on Cranberry Lake. And so I took a look at the house and went, oh, we should burn that down. Took a look at the yard and went, oh, way too much work. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and went, oh, I see the vision. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a it's been a labor of love, uh, but a, just an amazing spot for me kids to grow up being right on the lake and you know immersed in the nature there and it's a it's a great historical site because my home was the old uh, office for the mill that was in cranberry the wood mill uh so doing the renovations we get to to see all that old 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 legwork all those bones that have have lasted right yeah this is such an amazing place i don't think i don't know that people really have the true understanding for how lucky we are to grow up here yeah with what we have yeah then what are your favorite places to spend time within the city I, I love everything nature, and so my home is, is one of my, my favorite places because I, I look from my bedroom right out onto the wilderness, you know, look across the lake and get to see everything that's going on in the lake and then see nothing but mountains and trees. Uh, so that's spectacular. We have the ocean here, which is, again, I love to, to be on the water, around the water as much as I possibly can. But I also really, really love the opportunities that are here for my kids. Um, so my kids could go from the middle of winter out camping at the huts, you know, up the up the trails, come down into town and be performing on a stage in front of, you know, thousands of people, right? With yeah. Things like Cathalmu and Carols by Candlelight and just the music and the culture that, that has been able to be available here. It's kind of amazing how many rich opportunities there are for such a oh, small region. Right? Yeah. And what made you decide to put your name in for city council? We need change. You know, and I, and I've been I've been working for change. See, I, I see I see function all the time. I see capacity all the time. I see what people are able to do when they are working from their best self, and that's what I have always worked for with my career. That's what I work for with humanity. That's what I work for with this community. And there are some things that are very broken. And I, I see those from the outside. I've been trying to do what I can from that vantage point. But it's time to get inside. It's time to open up some doors for everyone to be able to help make these changes. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to do theater. I'm here as a, a real person. And I'm looking at the foundations and the, the functional goals that we all can bring together 
And so what issues are top of mind for you as we come into the election? There, there are many issues that we're, we're dealing with here. I think the biggest one is looking at the truth of what we need to deal with, is looking at transparency, ethics, looking at integrity. When we go from a, a strictly corporate model, money's the bottom line as opposed to function. And sometimes money is really helpful in that process. Most times, function has nothing to do with money. And so being able to look at what we have here, the resources that exist within this community, the, the, the wealth of knowledge, the, the wealth of wisdom, the skills that our citizens can bring forward, I think is extremely important. Are there certain strengths that you possess that you think would be very valuable around the council chambers? I'm an excellent communicator, and I have two ears and one mouth. And I like to use those ears far more than the the mouth. And I think it's time for that. We need to be able to listen to what people have to say. We need to hear all the stories. We need to be able to bring the truth forward. I'm also evidence-based, and I'm highly, highly ethical. So we need to, you know, pull back some curtains and look at what the real issues are here look at what what challenges are facing and what strengths do we have. We need to be able to talk together to come up with solutions. Uh, I spent my whole career identifying the roots of issues. Uh, so as a rehab therapist, I see many, many, many issues and, and lives put in, in upheaval uh, from, from accidents or from circumstances that come. And with those processes, it's a matter of prioritizing. It's a matter of digging deep to find out what sits at the foundation. As with any kind of renovation project, right? We, we need that solid foundation. And that's a real strength that I have. You know, I'm looking for the evidence. You know, where are the cracks? What do we need to fill in? What do we need to shore up um, before we can start, you know, putting the, the, the pretty trim around the windows? Right. You know? Okay. And how do you work through conflict? Because when we get that varied number of people around the table with all those different opinions and experiences and and outlooks on situations, then often conflict's going to arise. So how do you deal with that? Well, first of all, I want to say that diversity is key. You know, we, we need those opinions. We need multiple opinions. We need all of the information. And we can't make proper decisions without hearing all of the pieces. Uh, again, it, you know, using the, the idea of renovation as, as an analogy there, we, we, we need to have all the information. You know, if there's, if there's water in the basement, is it because a tap was left on or because there's a leak in the foundation, right? right. We, we need to do the, the, the deep digging to find out why. We need to ask the questions to be able to find out what's going on. And so... My hope with any group of people is that we can bring forward all of those pieces, put them on the table, and then start analyzing them. You know, what evidence do we have to support these steps? What are the benefits? What are the costs? What do we, you know, it's a problem-solving model. And with that, 
making sure that we're we're representing those that are voting for us. You know, we're here for the people. It's the people that are electing us. It's the people that are bringing us forward. Well, we need to know what everybody has to say. Things need to be on the table for everybody to see. Informed consent for everything. Awesome. Many teens have been asking about available spaces for them to hang out. I know when I was a kid, there was, the mall was open till nine o'clock. We used to have an arcade, things like that. And kids nowadays don't have places to hang out or be supported. So I'm wondering if candidates have ideas on ways we can support youth in that way. Yeah, I, the the inclusion of youth is is huge here. I actually, with um, the the all candidates meeting, I had uh, somebody come up and, and ask about that. You know, they looked at the demo- demographics of of the, the the people that were at that meeting, and they're like, "Where are the youth?" You know, um, so we need to have space for the youth. I think one of the biggest things we could do is to ask the youth. You know, getting them involved, again, from the ground up. What kind of ideas do they have? How can they help build this space? What kinds of things do they want to see in this space? You know, I have a group of of youth that hang around my house on a regular basis, and I hear lots of ideas from them on all kinds of things. They're one facet of that group, and I think we need to really listen to what you know what these people are saying what what do what do these kids have to have to offer what are they what are they seeing as the holes you know um hear it from them have you read the 94 calls to action put out by the truth and reconciliation commission of canada and how do you think the city's doing as far as truth and reconciliation yeah I, i've read the calls to action and the the place we need to start is with truth we can't move forward until those really tough conversations have happened. When we, when we look at processes, when we look at the idea of reconciling, we need to know what it is we are actually working towards. You know, what, is that, what does that conversation entail? One of the pieces of that is, you know, something you may be you know, asking about later, but it, it's the name of this community. A name tells a story and Israel Powell was a, a doctor who was the superintendent of Indian Affairs, it, it, the commission that had much to do with five-year-olds being removed from their families. That is something that, as a parent, I, I can't imagine what that experience was. You know, I, 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 I've known many people who have gone through that process, and each story is different right? Yeah. And we need to hear those stories. We need to have those stories on the table. And when we have those stories on the table, we can start to feel what's at the root of everything that's, that's going on. When we look at the idea of reconciling, we need to hear from those that have been harmed. We need to hear from that, that place of injury we need to hear what they what, what what is needed, right, in order to move forward from that. We also need to look at layers of responsibility. You know, not through carrying guilt, but through function. You know, how do we walk forward? What do we do differently to make it make a difference? And I and I think having these conversations being able to connect with 
all people within this community in as many places as we can is a huge start. We have some very wise people within the Klama Nation. Mm -hmm. And being able to champion those voices um, is something that is really important. And of course, one major concern of electors is rising taxes. Mm. Do you have any ideas on how we can stem the rising of taxes without cutting services? Yeah, I, I, looking to the, again, the, the root of everything that arises with each and every issue gives us many solutions. And again, as a rehab practitioner, that was my job was to look at the systems and see where, where things are broken. It was never just the single person that I was seeing. That person was a part of a family, was part of a community. And seeing how all those pieces fit together um, was a big part of that. When you um, renovate a, a house, again, there are many pieces that fit together. And you can do it with a big budget or you can do it on a shoestring. And I've, I've done many things on a shoestring. <laughs> when I work with families, many families are running on a shoestring. Yeah. And in order to accomplish big feats, they have to navigate that. And it's surprising what you can do without having to tap into many financial resources. If we take a look at the, the place that we live here, we have such a wealth of resources. Um, resources in nature, resources in knowledge, resources of wisdom. And being able to tap into those resources will give us many solutions to these issues that we don't have to you know, increase the money coming through the system. You know, we've got an abundance already. Let's take a look at what that is and sustain what we have with what we have. Okay. And that leads us into the proposed spending for the new emergency services building. That's kind of a contentious issue coming into this election as it's also a referendum question. Uh, what's your take on the proposed spending for the emergency services centre? Yeah, for the emergency services centre, I, I think it's really important that we are able to support adequate services. But we need to take a look at what that actually means. So for a period of time in August, I spent time driving a taxi cab. And it was amazing to get to know our community in that way. One of the most interesting things I found is that as a health professional driving a taxi cab, I was picking up many people who were coming here from Alberta, from Ontario, and were absolutely thrilled because they were getting this all-expense-paid period of time to come out and work in Powell River. Mm. And I, I take a look at that, and that, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of extra money. And I think if we look at what we have here, we don't need to be spending nearly as much as we do. For something like the Emergency Services Centre, um, if you look around the province, there are many centres that have, have been built for far less than is proposed for, for this centre. There are also foundational issues within the community that may require, not nearly as, as glamorous, of course, as, as, a, as a new emergency services centre, but may require some spending, you know, in order to bring them up to snuff. So I, I, I know that many people in my neighbourhood, many people over town, even in the last couple of weeks, have had issues with sewer backing up into their homes, into their basements, right? So there, there's, you know, there's infrastructure issues. For 
me to be responsible as a representative of this community means that I would need to take a look at all of those issues. So the referendum, I think, is, is, is fantastic. Bring it forward. Ask the community what they really want and take a look at what those answers are. Take a look at what the, the foundational issues are within this community and make our decisions from that. Okay. And affordable housing. What role do you think council has to play in the affordable housing issue? Affordable housing is one piece of a really big puzzle. And as a, as a council member, uh, again, my, my nature comes forward and, and says, you know, we have to look at all of the pieces that go into this. So what is behind this problem? You know, why are there issues with housing in this community? What are the, the, the resources that we have? What are the needs and why? So that, back to my platform, question everything, right? I, I need to know why this issue exists. And when we have the answer to that question, then we can start problem solving, looking at the pros and cons of this and that, and, 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 and seeing what resources we have to address those needs that are not being met. And that sort of fits into the next question I had was about crime. But I'm wondering if you think council has a role to play in helping with the crime issue that's kind of popped up within Powell River. Mm. When we look at, you know, there's a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And when our needs are met, we come forward as our best self. And my take on this is that we need to dig deep. We need to, to, to look at why this is happening. What are the issues that sit at the base of this? You know, there's a reason why crime is the way it is. What do we need to do to address those issues? And what can we do to meet the needs of every citizen in this community? And when those needs are met, people are going to bring forward their best self. I have never met a human that has said, I want to do something bad. Right. I have never met a human that fantasizes about being able to do crime. You know, that's just not what we do, right. right? And so these things happen because there are other things going on. So my final question was about the name change situation, and you did touch on it a little bit, but I thought you, you may have more that you'd like to say about the, the name change situation within Powell River. Yeah, I would, I would just, I would love to see Powell River come forward with a story that every citizen is proud of. That's what a name says. It tells us a story. It tells us a story about who we are, about why we, we are the, the people in this community doing what we you know, need to do. I'd love to see a story that gives the world a, a feeling of the abundance that he, that's here, of the, the care that's here, of the resources that are here, of the, the humans and the nature that can work together that can be interdependent in the beautiful place that we have. So that that's my feeling about a, a name. I, I want it to be something that we are all, every one of us, proud of. That's fair. Mm. And we still have lots of time left. So is there anything you wanted to talk about, about maybe your platform or about yourself that you'd like electors to know about you? I'm here with the platform, question everything. Vote riddle, you know, kind of funny, money, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the two things go together. Um, but it, this comes back from, you know, when I was a, a kid, I mean, I drove everybody nuts asking why. 
um, when I was, you know, going to, to high school in Salt Spring Island, I, I had beautiful, beautiful teachers that allowed me to question everything. You know, if I didn't like an assignment, I, I you know, I'd be like, why are we doing this? And so they would tell me and I would come up with an alternative if it didn't fit with me. And, and you know, so I've had that chance for critical thinking, for planning, for problem solving, you know, all of my life. And that's what I want to bring forward. I, as well as, as being a, a rehab professional, you know, every voice, every person counts. I have worked with, with people from all aspects of, of humanity in all different stages of development. And my goal has always been to help them achieve their best selves within the systems that they exist. And so every voice, every person counting, I want to champion the truth. I want to be able to protect all of our rights and our freedoms. I want to honor diversity because that's what makes us interesting. That's what brings all of those perspectives forward. And I want to create access for all. And this is physical access. This is emotional access. This is community connection. We need to feel part of this place together. We need to feel like everybody belongs. I also want to make sure that everything that we do is economically responsible. We don't have to make things brighter, fancier, you know, if we look at the if we look at the resources we have, we can create brilliance within what we have. It's time to be truly fiscally responsible, to be transparent, to be evidence-based with all of our decisions, to put all the pieces on the table so people have a chance to be informed about what they're dealing with. When we look at ground-up decision-making, we're looking at, again, the resources that exist, the wealth that we already have, and what we can do to sustain that um, so that everybody can aspire to their best selves. And we want to make sure that we have the whole idea of people first. We're not putting corporations first. We are putting the people of this community, we're putting the environment of this community, we're putting the nature of this community first. And those things can work in harmony. They have for millennia. And if we look to traditional wisdoms, if we look to the experiences of those that have had their hands in the dirt, then we will find some beautiful answers to many of those questions. I believe that we have the opportunity to bring forward local, sustainable, responsible opportunities to support our air, our water, our food, our ecosystems, our energy, without tapping into things that are bigger, are broader, are grandiose. What we have here is incredible and abundant. And being able to appreciate that and work within our means uh, is going to give just an incredible opportunity for prosperity on every single level within this community. Thank you so much for your time today and coming to let the electors get to know you a little bit better. Erin, thank you so much for bringing this forward. Thank it's been you. a pleasure. And that concludes this episode of Coastal Currents with Erin Reed with my guest, Michelle Riddle. If you're looking for more ways to learn more about Michelle, you can explore the issue of Cothet Living or next Wednesday and Friday's Powell River Peak, or you can contact her directly at 604 414 or michelle at resilienthealth.ca. 
That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-E-A-L-T-H dot C-A. Until next time, this is Aaron Reed. Thank you for listening to Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more interviews, visit coastalcurrents.ca or follow us on Facebook at Coastal Currents with Aaron Reed. Thanks again for listening.